1: Now for WEEI Football Sunday with Fitzy and Hart, WEEI Football Sunday is co-sponsored by Zooty. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial by New England Recovery Center in Westboro where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. By Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needco.com. By Catches Law Group, the personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com. And by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer. Now, WEEI Football Sunday.
3: Of the many other excellent renditions of the National Anthem performed at the Super Bowl, that one gets my non-Whitney Houston edition vote for the second best or the other best ever. A surprisingly great moment before a Super Bowl. A lot of people in New England try to forget, Andy. Super Bowl 55, the COVID Super Bowl down in Tampa, where Tom Brady, yes, led Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski to a win over the Kansas City Chiefs. Blah, blah, blah. His seventh Super Bowl championship. That should give you heart that maybe today's Super Bowl anthem will be excellent as well, Andy. It's going to be performed by Chris Stapleton, country star, with a propositional bet over under of two minutes and two seconds. That was Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan, a country and soul singer mashup that I thought absolutely hit all the notes, was just note perfect, phenomenal crossover and collab right there. And it came in at two minutes and 25 seconds. Uh well that's good and I do think I took the over
0: with our uh, Rich Keefe show uh, par, um, prop bet bracket or whatever the
3: hell we called it with twenty prop bets each Propapalooza uh, where we weighed in on twenty different prop bets for today's Super Bowl which you can bet on over two thousand of um but I,
0: I I didn't actually care for that rendition I'm what too much too much to it I, I'm a simple too much uh, to guy. it yep too much to it what it's, it's not a song to
3: make your own dog I don't care for it. What do you mean to make your own dog? I know where you're, I know where you're going from with the dog for the, for the American Idol thing. but Yeah, just stick yeah, to the script. You're just simple. an anthem purist. Yes, I want it pure, simple, don't own
0: it, don't do anything to it, just sing it, let your vocals do the job. I like it that way. To me, that was uh free, fancied up. That was, uh, you know, I'm a wings and pizza kind of guy in terms of the food, just give me my normal anthem as well.
3: Keep it simple, stupid. Unbelievable! Someone brings a little extra, something special to it, and it's too much for you. Yeah, I don't imagine you have a particular favorite other anthem aside from Whitney Houston. No, I don't even think there's a another option. She nailed. It was that. so good that, that you can't it. even talk about any other. Okay,
0: no, okay. I she she. I mean, when you see perfection, when you know perf- when you're done, you walk away and say that was it. She is it. I I wouldn't be opposed to them replaying that every Super Bowl. Put it Maybe on you the, have of the Whitney Houston hologram. Step out yes. to. Uh,
3: well, fifty. Yep. <laughs> because 50- she killed it. I mean, has there ever been a better performance than Whitney Houston? Has there ever been a better halftime than Prince? Uh, well, I liked Katy. Michael Perry, Jackson so. was pretty great too.
0: I'm a Katy Perry fan. I thought that was
3: phenomenal with the Sharks and
0: everything. That was a uh,
3: tremendous show with Katy Perry. Wait, hold on. So, left Shark and right Shark, Katy Perry. That was your favorite halftime show. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Andy I'm a
0: a Katy Perry fan. And, by the way, here is a... Oh, you are. Please, are there two reasons why you're a Katy Perry fan? uh, Yeah, left shark, right shark. We'll go with it. (laughs) We'll call them sharks, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, No, that one also sounded good in person, which the snob in me that went to all the Super Bowls. Humble brag, 113, Andy was there for it. But some of them were horrific in person like you couldn't even hear the acoustics were bad. It was so obvious they were made for TV events that that one with with uh, with with her was tremendous like you could, it was actually enjoyable in person. It was like you were at a concert and plus I have my issues with. Um, Lady Gaga, the fake jumping off the roof, like some of the gimmicks that yeah, I haven't enjoyed all those things. Uh, Justin Timberlake I didn't think was very good. He was tough to hear, not a great show. Uh, I missed the best part of Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson the first time because you know, I was so oh. far away I didn't get to see the uh, grand finale, Fair. so to speak.
3: <laughs> the you know yep. what? Yep. <laughs> uh, Andy, when a Patriots fan is watching today's game, you have you have posited that they will be watching, rooting actively against the Chiefs because they're afraid that uh, Mahomes and Reed could potentially start getting near or chasing after the record of Brady and Belichick. Their greatness being talked about as a different Chiefs kingdom taking over the Patriots double dynasty. Uh, I I push back on that. I can't imagine. I understand that that Pat fans will be rooting against them, but I just can't ever possibly see them getting there. But what are some other angles you believe? Patriots fans could be watching today's game for aside from the commercials that's what we watch for the hopefully a great game uh, betting and gambling is legal in Massachusetts Shime time at 130 with best bets so obviously we'll be watching to see if all of our parlays and our propositionals and everything else goes through today but what is a Patriots fan watching for um, as far as quarterbacks gameplay defense possible free agents and beyond. Where is the Patriots fan's eye during Super Bowl 57? Well,
0: there's a couple of them. Uh, I'll start with uh, Steve from Fall River's call about the San Francisco 49ers model. I think you could also call it to some degree the Philadelphia Eagles model. They've built mm-hmm. a really nice roster around Jalen Hurts. He's taken it to the next level this year with his play. And that's a, a debate that'll move forward in some circles. Is he a quarterback that had a great year, or is he a great quarterback? And we'll find out moving forward. But. The drafting, the building of a team—honestly, the building of a team around a second-round quarterback. The idea that you can get that quarterback some way other than the top ten picks in the draft, where guys like Mahomes, the Chiefs traded up to get him, but you know the Herberts of the world, some of these Joe Burrows, uh, Josh Allen. This is a quarterback playing in this game. You got in a second round, so. If you need to move on from Mac Jones, mm-hmm. well, there's a team that has a second-round quarterback. They found a way to get him. And, oh, by the way, they dominated the roster building with Howie Roseman and, and what they've been able to do there. Um, so I think that's an interesting one, sort of copycat league. You know, do, you, do you go down the Eagles route? Is that the path, trying to do some of the things that the Eagles have done to build uh, their roster uh, and to get to the Super Bowl? And I'm guessing they hope to win the Super Bowl. Also... A young offensive coach, a young offensive mind. Um, and I know Billy O'Brien's not that young, but maybe hoping that that youthful uh, energy to the offense may take the Patriots to uh, a new land in this game. So I, I think that's. One of the comparisons, um, I mentioned it earlier, certainly the A.J. Brown effect. You know, if you're thinking about that T. Higgins dream, like I have talked about, uh, and we've talked about Stephon Diggs and and other guys, but this is right before you. This is a team that traded for a wide receiver who took their offense in part to the next level, was a big part of it. Um, You know, I know Deuce is against it and you're against it, but might make you think about an idea for a trade for somebody like T. Higgins. So I, I think those are a couple of the building your team like the Eagles, building your offense, maybe like the Eagles to help your quarterback take that jump. And I would also simply say the Eagles weren't sure they had a quarterback a year ago. I firmly believe they prepared and traded with, I believe it's 10th. They have the pick in this year's draft. Mm -hmm. I think they were preparing. If Jalen hurts didn't have a breakout year, I think they were preparing to be able to trade up or maybe get a quarterback in the top 10 this year. I don't think they need to do that now. Mm -mm. Um, but that idea of you can go from questioning your quarterback to being married to your quarterback in a very short period of time depending on how things play out and what you do around him and things of that nature.
3: Agreed. Those are all. Those are three really solid vantage points or focal points for the Patriots fan going into this game. It is possible to find another quarterback, Jalen Hurts. I mean, c- considering the way that they thought it might be Foles filling in for Wentz, who was supposed to be ta- quarterback Jesus in Philadelphia once – uh, but even twice as well. And that flamed out and failed and look at how quickly Philadelphia has rebuilt their roster. There are very few holdovers beyond Lane Johnson, Jason, Kelsey, Brandon Graham on this Philadelphia Eagles roster from five years ago when they shocked the world and shocked the Patriots in Super Bowl 52. Like it's, it's kind of incredible what they've been able to do as well. Um, you know, and, uh, On the Chiefs' side, you know, we might be watching for exactly just that. The rise of Chiefs' kingdom is the new football dynasty as well. There's a ton of different uh, and interesting storylines as well. Plus, there'll be some free agents that are going to shake free from this game, like Mm -hmm. James Bradbury, who was cut loose by the Giants and then went to the Eagles as a cornerback. Maybe the Patriots, who could be looking for an experienced tall, long, veteran cornerback on the outside to pair up with some of the young corners if John Jones moves on. Maybe you keep your eye on guys like that as well. We'll see how they perform on the big stage today, Andy. Uh, Just compounding what a fascinating matchup this is going to be as well. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. We're going to trend right now. When we come back, we're going to bring in Chris Scheim for the best bets of the day. We will give you our predictions for the game as well. Final thoughts, and next thing you know, it'll be 2 o'clock. We'll switch over to Westwood One's coverage of the Super Bowl. Don't forget, WEEI is the exclusive home for the radio call of Super Bowl 57 in Boston with Westwood One's Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner on the call. Pre-game coverage, 2 o'clock right after Fitzy and Hart's WEEI Football Sunday concludes. And you can listen on your phone for free in the Boston area via the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app today and just listen to WEEI. And our coverage today of Super Bowl Sunday is sponsored by Wise Snacks. Do game day the wise way. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. Let's trend away with sports news. Ethan, hit it.
2: The Greg
1: Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10.
3: Now, here's what's trending on
1: WEEI.
4: Trending now at WEI and WEI.com. The Super Bowl is upon us as the Kansas City Chiefs get set to take on the Philadelphia Eagles to take home the Lombardi Trophy. A reminder that WEI is your home for all things Super Bowl 57 today with previews, insider conversation, and pregame coverage all leading up to the big kickoff at 6.30 p.m. If you can't watch it, you can hear it right here on Boston Sports Original 93.7 Wei. In hockey, the Bruins falling to the Washington Capitals last night 2-1. to one. They led the game in shots taken, but not in the scoring department when the final whistle blew and taking that loss. The Bruins don't play again until Tuesday when they travel to Dallas to play the Stars. And your Boston Celtics have a Sunday matinee against the Memphis Grizzlies this afternoon playing earlier in the day than normal, I'm assuming, thanks to the Super Bowl. Tip-off for that game is set for 2 p.m. I'm Ethan Ersadulu, and that's what's trending here at WEI and WEI.com. We really need
3: uh, why does that foolish commercial still work, Andy? Almost thirty years later, the Budweiser Frog Spot—my personal choice for goat Super Bowl commercial. What's yours? Uh,
0: well, I like the Bud Bowl for its uh, timelessness, grandeur. Like it took up a decade. The, all the the Budweiser ones—the uh, and then the remember the Hump Day one? Hump Day. I don't remember what it was for. Just the the camel walking around the office screaming "Hump Day." I enjoyed that. Those were ones that burned hot, um, but uh, but died out a little quicker than say Bud Bowl, which I thought had a little more creative lifespan.
3: It was uh, the it was the commercial of the day at the time as well. I don't think people remember it nearly as well. Every time I go back and I look at like <clears throat> just type in like top ten Super Bowl commercials, top fifty commercials, best Super Bowl commercials of all time. Half of them, ugh. Yeah. I don't even really like remember, let alone did I ever think they were like that impactful. I'm trying to remember what was the last one that really like knocked my socks off or rocked my world. remember last year, there was a really funny one with Larry David for FTX, and of course it's hard Ooh.
0: to say <laughs> 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 exactly. Awkward. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about taking that check, Larry? I'm sure he felt fine.
1: Pretty, <laughs> he probably felt fine about pretty, it. Pretty okay. <laughs> right. Pretty good.
0: We all get a price, uh, but we there's a lot of them that you like really laugh hard at at the time, and then they don't really... Different ones with animals and babies. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer if you bring out an animal or a baby in a, in a Super Bowl commercial, you're like two steps towards it being pretty funny. Um, the E-Trade baby was one that went over yep. very well. Um, and then I think of... Over the years, the different like Budweiser has nailed it in so many ways. The the funny, the poignant, the creative. Whether it's Bud Light or the Clydesdales and the different things they've done with those. Remember, there was the Dalmatian one. Like some of those were (laughs) almost brought a little tear to my eye for that. Um, So Budweiser has probably, Hmm. I would say they've probably
3: been the king. Am I I mis mis misremembering? And Andy, this is a fun little factoid. Every now and again, I like to bring uh, FLFs, fun little factoids, to the program this year is the first time in their history of working with the nfl as a sponsor that budweiser anheuser busch if you will of course mm. InBev on the grand overall scheme has relinquished their exclusive beverage sponsor rights and so now you're going to see just an absolute flood a free-for-all you want to talk about just like the 10-year expo on a certain pharmaceutical company having the exclusive rights you know like Oh, it's been 10 years, Viagra, no, now here's every other generic under the sun coming out, you know, for uh, the special little blue pills and, you know, getting in the clawfoot bathtub. Now you're going to just see like, a, like a, a bull's run of other beverages and alternative beverages advertising during the Super Bowl, which I think is okay. I mean, I love the Bud spots, but I mean, do you drink so much Budweiser that you you can literally only think of Bud during the
0: Super Bowl? No, I'll be thinking about Miller's Miller Lite because it'll be about, how long's my arm? It'll be about two and a half feet from my face at all times because it'll be in my hand, <laughs> Miller Lite. Um, one quick question before we get to Shine: I, I haven't noticed it this year, but maybe I'm out of the loop. In recent years, a lot yes. of the commercials have been leaked and streamed
3: early. Is mm-hmm. that the case this year? Because I have not seen a single uh, one. Some either. have chosen to, like, your cousin from Boston. There's the Sam Adams, like, making it brighter. Sam Adams' lager is now brighter, so they went with the whole, like, friendly Bostonian commercial, which, of course, was met nationally with LOLs and met with Derision and GFYs around here on the local front. Um, Some of them have been leaked early. They like to do that just to drum up some interest. Hey, they want to get as much bang for their buck as possible. Two that I know people will have interest in that have not been leaked, one on the local front and one as a trailer, um... The Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts spot premieres today. It has not been leaked. They teased it on their socials, but Duncan's big Ben Affleck commercial with he and J-Lo that they filmed in Medford uh, a couple weeks back, that will be debuting today in the Super Bowl. And then the trailer for the new Flash movie, which is supposed to be outrageously good, Uh, premieres in the Super Bowl. And the real cool thing about that is it has Michael Keaton's Batman back in it, which I think is going to be awesome. Oh,
0: I did not know that. I know there was a lot of controversy about that because he's
3: he's he's bats the the, Ezra Miller I think his name is the guy who plays the flash he's bananas
0: just to save us I'm not even sure he's a he he might be a
3: they Um, I apologize if that's the
0: case Um, I think he has the person who portrays the flash Ezra Miller but there was a while there there was some question as to whether that was even gonna see the light of day
3: because of his um yes. off uh,
0: off-screen issues and yes, It is going to events. and
3: apparently it is amazing and I cannot wait to see Michael Keaton back in the Bat suit you know I know timeline multiverse manipulation can be a little much for people but yeah, I'm fine I'll still that. be an Ant-Man next week cuz it's the off season we celebrate movies but on this the final day of the 2022 season which takes place of course in 2023 we seek to enjoy ourselves to gather up with friends and family and enjoy each other's comfort, and hopefully everyone shuts up and lets us watch the game. And let's make some money, too, and here to help us make that money. He's been on a heater all postseason long with us, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline from the Greg Hill Morning Show. And, of course, the maester, the meister, the master of betting disaster and more, the one and the only primetime himself, Chris Scheim. Shime, how we feeling, kid? Boys, happy Super Bowl Sunday. We're finally here. Sup, sup. Can not wait. Shime. I'm curious. Did you have a chance to take a look um, on the Keefe show at Rich Keefe show? We put out a list of our of 20 props and how we would all go with them. Uh, it was Davey Eyeballs, Rich, myself, Andy, and of course, producer Ben Charles, Charleston. Excuse me, Ben Charles, Ben Charleston. <laughs> um, the pro- um So we put uh, 20 props out there. The prop, I think I am leaning towards the heaviest right now. I was all in on Devonta Smith over receiving yards. It, it opened at 60 and a half, then it went up to 64 and a half. Now I think it's settled at 63 and a half. Uh, against cover two shell defense, like the Chiefs play, he always goes for over 100 yards. So thinking I'm feeling good about that, but I think it's Kenneth Gainwell is only 19.5 rushing yards. And the Chiefs don't exactly have a top-five rushing defense, and we know the Eagles love to run the ball. I mean, is that does that sound like put the family, the fortune, and everything else you can get your hands on it, or what?
2: Yeah, I really like game well this week. It's now up to 20 and a half. Uh, it's gone Ooh. up uh, a whole yard here. It seems to be one of uh, wager entertainments like, bet de jour's, basically, like, Just everybody and anybody seems to be giving out that pick, which is why, outside of tossing it in a couple same-game parlays, I'm not heavily invested in it. It's just Mm -hmm. something that's getting overpriced at this point, and so for my money, it's not really worth it. Uh, I would be more invested in things uh, involving Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders is uh, underpriced here. Uh, His line right now is 60-and-a-half. I don't think that's enough. I think there's a chance that Miles Sanders goes for over 100 and a touchdown in this game. Um, and so I, I think there's an opportunity to to capitalize on that here.
0: Uh, Shine, do you I, I know you're a uh, three sixty five gambler, uh, including the NFL and, and everything and props and and all that. Do you like the added props, the craziness of the like there's two thousand props or whatever the numbers you can bet on from, you know, color of Gatorade, Anthem, Biden? There's a just endless. Do you like those or do you feel like those are beneath you as a legitimate gambler?
2: No, no, no. I, I, love, I love the props. My favorite prop to bet every single year is the over-under on the national anthem. It's just fun. My buddies and I, for years, have always just sat around the TV, had the phone out. We start the, we start the stopwatch, and we're rooting for the over or the under, whichever so way you're dumb. leaning on that particular day. And, and so I, uh, I, I personally love the bevy of different props that you get. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun, and it makes it even more fun for your casual gamblers. And I get that, and that's kind of one of the reasons that they do it. But I also think that for somebody who gambles a lot, it also creates a lot of opportunity for you to make some money, uh, because I think there's so many props sometimes that some things tend to go a little unnoticed.
3: Yes, no, and that's the thing. Like sometimes we 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 get hyper focused on like. Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown. Uh, I'll be honest, I did throw a little sprinkle earlier this week on Boston Scott, anytime touchdown. I got plus 900 on that chime, so I got to figure for a guy that somehow finds his way into the end zone in every important game in the history of the Eagles, it's worth getting, you know, throwing a couple dollars on a 9 to one or as well. But as far as the game itself, I have, I've have uh, the, the, the thinking has been this, and it's still Eagles 1.5. I think the over-under is... still, am I correct?
2: It's 51.5 right now.
3: Oh, it's up to 51.5. Okay, I'm glad I got it at Um, 50.5. The thinking is this. If you're betting on the overall best team, you're betting on the Eagles. If you're betting on the Chiefs, it's because you can't bet against either just Mahomes, the greatest player on the planet, or Mahomes and Reed. What's What's your thinking about that? Do you give... The greatest player on the planet, a chance to pull one out, uh, or is this just gonna be the Eagles have too much and that run game is gonna grind down the Chiefs?
2: Yeah, look, here's the deal with this. I when it comes to picking a side, I'm kind of at the point right now. I am on the Eagles. I am currently on the Eagles. In part, I think a lot of it is because I just – I can't personally – this is a personal thing, and this oh. is a, more of a heart pick, 50% of it, is that I can't – I just can't root for Mahomes. I can't root for the Chiefs. I've never been able to do it. I won't ever be able to do it. So part of me just wants to root against the Chiefs. Um, but I also – again, I think the Eagles have the best roster in football, um, possibly by a relatively decent-sized margin. I just think this Eagles team is remarkable, top to bottom. Uh, from the coach on down to the 53rd player or whatever it is, and so I look at this and I'm gonna I, my money is on the Eagles, but at the same time there's a lot of smart people, people that I consider to be smarter than myself out there taking the Chiefs, and I can't really blame you. It's Patrick Mahomes, I get it, he's the most talented quarterback on the planet. I understand if you want to put your money there. I just think, however. That, I just think the Eagles overall are the better team, and we've seen, especially here in New England, we've seen the greatest quarterback to ever live lose to a, just a better defensive line in two, in two games in particular. And so I, I think that there's a chance. This Eagles defensive line, I don't think gets enough credit for just how good they are, um, and I don't think people have seen on, on the biggest stage yet exactly how good they are. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm firmly on the Eagles here in this game.
0: Super Bowl is obviously a different beast. Um, The run up to it, the preparation, the stress, the like, just everything—it's a different beast. And we've seen, we've seen weird games. You know, Fitzy and I keep talking about Super Bowl thirty-eight Patriots uh, Panthers. That was kind of a Mm. tale of two different sets of quarters. The first and the third were kind of nothing, and then shootouts in the second and the fourth, and points. Do you take into account everything—the the extended pregame, the pressure? When you're when you're looking at a Super Bowl, because you really know for I mean, you're on the Eagles. That's great. They're a great team on paper. But we don't know how Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni are going to react for better or worse in this game. Hell, Nick Sirianni is a guy that I think is an absolute wild card. He's a, a, you know, Sean Payton gets credit for the onside kick in the Super Bowl i think nick sirianni could do something today that's either going to um embolden him among some people as like this modern aggressive guy or do something where people go well that was really stupid you weren't ready for the big spot do you do you take the spot into account today that this is the super bowl and it is different
2: yeah it is absolutely different and um I think uh, one of the reasons I think I like the Eagles is because that to me, I think you're absolutely right. Nick Sirianni is like a loose cannon at any point in time. (laughs) he could literally just drop trow and drop it straight on the table and see, look what I'm carrying. And (laughs) just, and, and not, and not, and not be phased for one moment by, by this scenario. Like this guy to me feels like a guy that could just risk it all on like a fourth down from his own 32, um, but he—it's because he a—he's a bit—he's a bit—he's bit, one fry short of a happy meal. Yep. But at the same time, he also trusts the talent on this team, and he believes in his guys. And if you're believing in a guy like Jalen Hurts, that's all the credit to you because this guy is as cool as the other side of the pillow. Like this guy is shout
3: out Stewart. He does—he
2: never looks phased by a moment. Like does he look jittery in the pocket every once in a while? Yes, but he never lets it get to him. He never lets it kind of show in his emotions or anything like that. And so I I think this team really kind of revolves around the coach and around their quarterback and then around the defense. And they know that it, it can be Patrick Mahomes, it can be Tom Brady in his prime, it could be Joe Montana, it doesn't matter. This defense knows that they can get after the quarterback and they can do some damage, which allows Sirianni to be a little reckless on the offensive side of the ball, but reckless sometimes wins you football games, especially in a weird game like the Super Bowl. So, if there was going to be a very weird moment, I think it would be involving this Eagles offense. And you know what? I'm going to roll the dice and say it comes out positively for them.
3: Okay. Primetime himself, Shime Time from the morning show, joining us here on the Harbor One Hotline. Shime, right now on the Action Network, it says 60% of all the bets are coming in on the Eagles. I think the Eagles are starting to emerge as a little bit of a public betting favorite. Um, I'm not sure exactly where the money percentages are going right now. Uh, let's say you don't love the game. Let's say you haven't found your prop that you love yet. Uh, before we wrap it here, give me a couple of other picks you're in on, some of your other favorite bets, some other avenues that the shine man, the Shima, is looking to make some money today.
2: Yeah, so um, you had mentioned 60% of the bets are on the Eagles. It's kind of been that way all week, 60% of the bets, 60% of the money. There's been some late money that's come in on the Chiefs a little bit, balancing it out. It's about 45-55, but it's about the same as it's been all week. Nobody's really budging. Um, one of the things that I'm doing, and this is sometimes I like to just be uh, I like to go oppo of what literally everyone, if everyone on the planet says it's a good idea, sometimes I like to just take a small little wager and go opposite. And In this situation, I think going opposite of Travis Kelsey for me is an avenue I'm going to take. I'm going to take a very small position going opposite Kelsey because literally every person in wagertainment, any just casual better, any just casual watcher of football says, oh, Travis Kelsey is listed at six and a half receptions. And like 70 yards, take the overs. Everybody should take the over. Well, it doesn't, it just seems too easy to me. And mm-hmm. when something seems fishy, I like to, I like to zig when everybody's dagging. And so for me, I'm, one of the positions I've taken today is a Travis Kelsey under 64 and a half receiving yards paired with the Eagles to win the game. That gets you about plus 370. It's not a massive really? position because again, it's a
3: nice piece. Uh, yes, again,
2: I'm not, I'm I'm betting against Travis Kelsey, who's arguably one of the greatest postseason receivers uh, we've ever the sec- we've ever he's the seen. Second greatest like, right now, yeah. Like it's it's insane. So what I'm saying, I understand, comes off as a bit crazy, but sometimes when it's uh, it feels like a hundred percent of the people are on the over uh, for Travis Kelsey and stuff, I'm just going to zag a little bit. So and it's I'm getting really good value on a on a minimal zag. So I really like that position. Um, on top of that, I think people underestimate just how much the Kansas City Chiefs will play with multiple tight ends on the field today. Um, and so I think there's an opportunity to get some cool touchdown scorer props here uh, in guys like Noah Gray and Jody Fortson. Both right now are at 9.5 to 1. If you had gotten Fortson earlier in the week, he was more like 11 to 1. Um, these are their two backup tight ends comparable to Kelsey. You know, if, if I'm a defensive coordinator, my attention is on Travis Kelsey. It's not going to be on some guy named Noah Gray or some guy named Jody Fordson. So I think getting an anytime touchdown at nine and a half to one for a guy who's going to be on the field in the red zone is, is really valuable. So Noah Gray, also a local kid, I believe, I think he's from like Lemonster. Um, so having a little money on a local kid in the Super Bowl is always fun to do.
3: Nice. I like it very much. Those are nice odds too, by the way. Um, you know, anytime you can get a, a prop that has a legitimate chance of coming through at nine and a half to one. And look, there's always that someone who catches or runs in a touchdown, a fullback who you're like, who? Or like a backup tell you like, that's Kelsey. Yes. Oh, exactly. wait a second. Oh, that's great. Like that always happens.
2: It, it happens every year. Um, and so, you know, sometimes it's OK to toss your money in places that people aren't necessarily expecting you to go.
3: Exactly, I love it. All right, chime. Well, listen, enjoy your Sunday. What are you cooking? What are we making today? Where are you at? Ooh, uh, so I'm just at home.
2: Nothing crazy. We got a nice chili cheese dip we're making today. I mm-hmm. uh, got some like mozzarella sticks, mm-hmm. uh some buffalo chicken. It'll be a nice, nice little afternoon. That's for sure.
3: That's a quality spread right there, Shime. That'll that'll get her done. That'll do. That'll do very well. All right, give him a follow at Shime Time. The Super Bowl breakdown from the commercials to the games and the effects it has on the Patriots and beyond begins tomorrow at six a.m. on the Greg Hill Show. Don't miss it. Shime, as always, pleasure having you on all these football Sundays since we took over the program. We look forward to talking to you in the off season. Making some money today. We will see you soon. Enjoy your big day, guy.
2: Boys, I appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy Super Bowl Sunday.
3: See you, Shime. Shime time. Chris Shime joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Andy, that's it. Last break. When we come back, you, me, Ethan, we give our final predictions. The next thing you know, we're flipping it to Westwood One, and it is Super Bowl time. The countdown yeah. is on. Let's go. Cannot wait. 617 779 if you want to call in and offer a final thought. Otherwise, we'll be wrapping up WEI Football Sunday in just moments. Final segment here on WEI Football Sunday. Just five minutes to go until we pass the baton to Westwood One's coverage. Four and a half hours of pregame. Just, a, you know, another light four and a half hour pregame show. Before kickoff at 630 with Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner on the call. Um, we got Rihanna on the halftime show. Andy, uh, we all had our selections for what song she thinks she sings first. But, <clears throat> excuse me, we uh, we always look for ways that the Super Bowl can be changed, uh, evolve, affected, In a unique capacity. And this one, before we get to our predictions here, struck me as kind of fun. And, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say dirty poker, but I had no idea about this. Just saw this headline on NFL.com. Vic Fangio quietly signed contract with the Eagles to help help them prepare for the Super Bowl. His two-week contract expires right after the game. Then he goes and becomes defensive coordinator for the Dolphins. I like it. That's crafty. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sort of next level of Josh McDaniels
0: returning to the Patriots to consult yep. and help. Yep. This is a guy who didn't have a pre existing uh, working relationship. Um, but why not? You know, if, if you're yeah. available, if there's a guy that's out there not working, you know, contract, fired, voided, whatever, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Like, isn't that what coaches tell us? They spend so many hours every week, all year long, to get to this game why wouldn't you go the extra mile and be creative in your preparation for this game now you got to be careful because you don't want to upset you know creatures of habit players are creatures of habit coaches of creatures of habit you don't want to mm-hmm. upset that but if there's extra information use it
3: oh 100 percent. and they were able to get someone else, an extra bright defensive mind the eagles might lose their defensive coordinator to arizona and their offensive coordinator to uh indianapolis as well so they could they could get picked apart um Prime it game happens. for them, but to me, yeah, it does happen. I think people around New England can uh, yep. relate to it as well. I still see the Chiefs winning, uh, but first, with the analysis, the Greek god of gridiron himself, the Greeks Gridiron Podcast host, subscribe to it on YouTube. Our producer, uh, produce, producer, I went, I, <laughs> I almost producer. went four hours without a malapro- <laughs> without a slip of the tongue. Come on, our producer extraordinaire, Ethan
4: Hurstadulu. Uh, Ethan, your pick for the game. How do you see it shaking out, kid? All right. Well, I'll be quick because we don't have too much time left. The way I look at this game, you have two juggernauts. They're literally the best teams in the league. You have a number one passing attack versus a number one passing defense. If Patrick Mahomes lets one of those bouncy interceptions that seem to pop off of receivers' hands every now and again happen... Eagles' defense will certainly make you pay. They're the third-best team in the league when it comes to picking off the ball. The Chiefs, however, I think really need to focus on running the football this game. I know that they're obviously going to be throwing all over the place. You have Patrick Mahomes, obviously, but Eagles' run defense, not necessarily the most impressive. They are about average to slightly above average at best when things are going well for them. So mm-hmm. handing the ball off to Isaiah Pacheco, definitely a sexy choice, in my opinion, for them to consider doing. Uh, but I will say that I I agree with Scheim and a lot of other people Eagles are the most complete team in the NFL. I really like them, and I'm going to take them for the victory in this game here. And a lower scoring affair. I know everyone's talking Mm. about the over for this game. I like 24-21. I think that both defenses are really good, and they might be able to slow down the offenses just a tad.
3: Yeah, and Carl Sheffers is calling the game today, and I think like 10 of the last 12 games he's called and two of his Super Bowls he's done, the under has come in, Andy. So that's a good call by you there, Ethan. Uh, And, of course, we learned about the Eagles' fourth down love uh, a while back from you as well. So um, good job by you today all day long. Andy, real quick, what do you got, kid?
0: Give me Mahomes, give me Reed, give me the Chiefs 30-24.
3: And I got Mahomes, can't bet against the best player on the earth as much as I would love to. I got the Chiefs and the over 34-30 in a game reminiscent of Super Bowl 38. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Thank you to the callers. Thank you to Tommy Curran. Thank you for Mike Dessoe of Patriots.com and, of course, Chris Scheim from the Greg Hill Morning Show. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. Thank you for tuning in to us all football season long. It's been a memorable one, to say the least. Westwood One's coverage of Super Bowl 57 with Kurt Warner and Kevin Harlan on the call is coming up in just moments. Have a great Super Bowl Sunday, everyone. We'll talk to you later.